we make the choice. Nobody forces you to do anything, but if you allow the Holy Spirit to guide and be your lead, you're going to make sure you're going to do it the right way. And the right situation can cause us to feel a range of emotions. Some happy, some sad, some angry, some fearful, some disgusted, some disappointed. And I can keep on going. The right person can come into your life and have a range of emotions uh, could flood your mind. You're now in tune to the Heaven Bound broadcast with Pastor Richard D. Dobbs of Overcomers Christian Center in Villarica, Georgia. Now prepare to be empowered and equipped with the rich word of God. Emotions can be defined as a natural, instinctive, intuitive sensation that we may experience in certain situations. Instinctive means a feeling, idea, or behavior that I have or do without thinking or reasoning. And instinctive is synonymous with words like impulsive, automatic, and so forth. Instinctive behavior says that I'm acting this way without being taught or without experience. For example, a healthy, a healthy baby will cry from the moment he or she is born in the world. No one has to demonstrate what it means to cry or to practice with them. But the circumstances, the situation at times, a prompt will automatically or instinctively cause that baby to cry. In fact, the baby can use crying to train his or her parents or care providers by crying for food, crying for diapers, crying for uh, whatever reason. I'm sleepy. I want something. I want you to pick me up. I'm crying because I know if I cry loud enough, you're going to come. Sad thing about it is some adults are some fall in that same kind of category. If I don't get my way, I'm going to cry out. I'm going to cry a little louder just in case I get so I can get my way. Instinct start, instincts starts the emotion of crying that eventually turn into an expression of communication, wants and needs of the baby. And just, and just based on that example, we see that emotions are real for every individual in this sanctuary. And they can be beneficial when it's in line with God's written and revealed word. Started it uh, when we came into the world and it's been developing over the years. But emotions can be beneficial when it's in line with God's written and revealed word. I can think about when you're passionate about something. You're passionate about doing the will of God for your life. And you say, I'm passionate about this thing. I'm going to do God's will regardless of what goes on around me. That can be beneficial to you. Now, emotions can be a hindrance when we rely on our emotions more than we allow the Spirit of God to lead, to guide, to direct, and influence, and govern our thinking, our talking, and our actions. When we receive the Holy Spirit, we learn how to rely on his guidance more than our emotions. One lesson I had to learn, I'm, I'm probably not the only one, I had to learn that I didn't even know I was being guided by emotions until I got saved and the Holy Spirit began to teach me and show me that I was being guided by my emotions more than I was being guided by the Holy Spirit. I was telling folks all the time, you know, I'm just going to do it because it feels good. Oh, that wasn't the right thing to say when it comes to God. Because you have to be led and guided by the Holy Spirit. 
Let's look at scripture. Let's look at the, let's look at John chapter 16 and verse 13. John chapter 16 and verse 13. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come. So when he comes, he's going to start to guide. He's going to start to lead. He's going to start to direct. He's going to start to teach you. And one lesson he's going to teach you is, hey, you got to follow me. You got to follow me. You got to follow my guidance, my leadership, my influence. And understand this, you were being guided by something else before I came into the scene. And I had to admit that, God, you know what? I was being guided by friends, loved ones, everybody else except the Holy Spirit. But when the Holy Spirit comes into your life, he teaches you how to be guided by him if you want to be guided by him. The Spirit of God promised to lead, guide, direct, and influence me according to what is written and revealed in God's Word. The Holy Spirit promised to teach me, meaning he will instruct me, impart knowledge in me, and help me to understand, comprehend, and, un and build my faith and confidence in the Lord and confidence in being guided by the Holy Spirit. You need confidence to be guided by the Holy Spirit because we have spent, many of us have spent a lifetime building confidence and being guided by something else. Whether it's our feelings, whether it's our emotions, or wherever it may be, we have spent a lifetime being guided by that. So now we have to learn how to build confidence in being guided by the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is going to teach me. He's going to teach me about my emotions. He's going to teach me about my mindset. He's going to teach me about my moves and such like. How many, I ain't going to ask you this question, but just think about this for a moment. Uh, I'm not going to ask for a show of hands, but just think about this for a moment. I've lived long enough for the Holy Spirit to show me that some of my emotions that I thought was good was not good. I have lived long enough to understand that some of my attitudes that I thought was on point was really jacked up. Why? Because the Holy Spirit was teaching me about my mindset. And when we're determined to allow the Holy Spirit to be our ultimate guide and not our emotions, Jesus is lifted up and he is exalted. He is glorified. And when the Holy Spirit is in control, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, will be glorified according to John chapter 16, verse 13 and 14. So let's go to John chapter 16, verse 13 and verse 14. So... However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he's going to guide us into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. John 16 and 14. He will glorify me, for he will take up what is mine and declare it to you. So he will glorify. He's going to be celebrated. He's going to be magnified. For he will take what is mine and declare or speak or show it to you. What is he showing me? He's showing me his word. He's showing me his, his anointing. He's showing me his power. The Holy Spirit will check our emotions for us if we allow him to do so. He will teach us how to magnify, celebrate, and move forward in Jesus, despite what we feel or maybe be dealing with. You know, some people say, you know what, I've been like this my whole life. I'm not going to change. The Holy Spirit will, will correct that kind of uh, mindset. He'll correct you. He'll say, hey, you know what, 
you can't follow me and think you're going to be remain the same. Even though you've, been, you've spent your whole life with this particular mindset, I'm not going to change. I, I, I reach a certain age. I'm not going to change. I'm going to be like this for as long as I live. That's not the Holy Spirit, though. Because the Holy Spirit will change the way you think, the way you talk, and the way you act. We're always learning how to change. I appreciate that. Because I, I realize, and sometimes you don't realize just how jacked up you are until you look back and say, oh, God, thank you for delivering me from me. <laughs> I, I could cast out a lot of devils, but sometimes I got to get, I got to make sure that my mindset is correct when it comes to walking by faith and not by sight. Situations, trials, and challenges have a way of revealing where our emotions are at. And at times, the Lord will allow situations, circumstances, and people to come into our lives to see if we're more influenced by emotions and instincts or his written and revealed word. But we make the choice. We make the choice. Nobody forces you to do anything, but if you allow the Holy Spirit to guide and be your lead, you're going to make sure you're going to do it the right way. And the right situation can cause us to feel a range of emotions. Some happy, some sad, some angry, some fearful, some disgusted, some disappointed. And I could keep on going. The right person can come into your life and have a range of emotions uh, could flood your mind. If you think about certain situations from your past, it can have you thinking certain emotions can come up into your mind and you start thinking about those things. And sometimes you're not even in that situation, but you feel like you're in that situation because the, your emotions get, I mean, it can just overwhelm you sometimes. You could be sitting there by yourself in the front of the TV and has not heard, have not heard one thing on the TV because you're so caught up in what happened in the past. Mm. Oh, my God. And I've been there. So I understand when the Holy Spirit will begin to speak to me about this, it's important that we allow the Holy Spirit to be our God and our lead and our director. And, and then sometimes we have to watch our facial expressions our demeanor and the attitude because it will reveal our emotional state is whether we're, whether we're in the church or beyond the church. For example, I could be leading worship service. My assignment is to stand before God's congregation and inspire others to praise and to worship him. But my facial expression says I'm upset, I'm angry, I'm disappointed. I don't even want to be him. I'm singing like, Praise the Lord, everybody. They ain't making me get up yet. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise him. Mindset, attitude, all wrong. I could be the MC of the program, but yet my mindset and my attitude could be in a way. I'm not smiling. I'm, I'm like. <laughs> Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. Mindset just jacked up. We have to watch our facial expressions. Even, even when I look out here today, I'm going to look at your facial expression. Are you happy to be here? Or are they making you come today? You, you have to, Lord, will he ever get to the point where he get to the point where we're going to be through by a certain time? Or facial expressions. Your emotions are influ are your inf emotions influence you more than the spirit of God. 
it is, God's not glorified. He's not celebrated. He's not lifted up in the manner that he should. I could be a, I could be on the helps team, the ushers, and I'm, I'm supposed to be help saying greeting everybody coming in, but my but my facial expression says I'm not greeting you. I'm not happy that you're here. You you're put you're an inconvenience for me because I got to stand out here and wait for you to come, and you you taking your sweet time walking to the door, and I'm looking. I got to have the right attitude, the right mindset. I got to do it the way God wants it done. Oh, God, I got I to be happy like God's happy for me. Are y'all following me here? So I have to allow the Holy Spirit to check my emotions as servants of God so I don't hinder others. It's true whether I'm on the praise team, the choir, helps, armor bearer, kitchen committee, it does not matter. I cannot allow my emotions to hinder me or others from moving forward. We want Jesus to be glorified. We want him to be exalted and elevated above every situation and circumstance that we come against. So John 12 and 32, which reads as follows. And if I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all peoples to myself. See, this scripture tells us how our lives are changed, how we are delivered, protected, and prosper when he is elevated and celebrated here on the earth. If I am lifted up, if I am exalted, if I am promoted, if I am lifted up, I will draw all men, all peoples to myself. I'm going to drag them inward. They don't have an inward drawing, an inward drawing to Jesus when we promote and encourage and advance his word in our lives, people will see the change in us. And as we promote and encourage his word in those around us, we will see and they will see the change in others as well. Then the draw comes. Oh, I'm going to draw people unto my me. That's Jesus drawing people to himself. And when, he, when people are drawn to Jesus, we see the inward power of the Holy Spirit changing lives for the better. I don't want people to be drawn to me. I want people to be drawn to Jesus because Jesus will change their life for the better. They may have, to, I may have to be the one to witness to them, but I want people to see Jesus. It says in John 12 and 32, if I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw all peoples to myself. Now, as mentioned before, the Lord will allow situations to happen in our lives that will help us to see where we are mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. Whatever is in us will come out. Lord Jesus. Let's go to Exodus 14 and see how this very thing happened to the children of Israel and how God had to speak a word to help them get their emotions under control so they could move forward into what God had promised them. Remember today's focus, going forward despite my emotions. How many believe, understand emotions are real? Amen. How many are, can admit that you, uh, you got some emotions in your life? Now, if you don't, we need to pray for you real quickly. Amen. Let's start off at Exodus chapter 14, verses 1 through 7. Exodus 14, verses 1 through 7, before we get to our main text. Now, the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, so the Lord is speaking. Moses' name means drawn. Drawn having to do with being taken from one place and moved to another place. And in verse 2, he says, speak to the children of Israel 
that they turned and camped before Paharam, between Migdal and the sea, opposite Baal, Zephon, you should camp before it by the sea. So speaking that term in turn means to warn. He wants, he's warning the people. And see, the Lord used Moses to warn the children of Israel what was about to happen. He was showing them what was about to come and giving them guidance on how they should respond. Just like the Spirit of God warns us today. He does it in the Old Testament. He's doing it. He does it in the New Testament. That's why we have scriptures like John 16 and 13. However, when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he's going to guide and lead and direct us. So God continues to use men and women of God to warn his children today. Now, how many thank God for God's warning today? I'm telling you, he's helped many of us in this sanctuary. I just can't say myself. He's helped many of us in this sanctuary avoid pitfalls because of his warnings. But it's up to us to take heed to his warning. Verse 3, for Pharaoh will say to the children of Israel, they are bewildered, confused, and perplexed by the land. The wilderness has closed them in. So notice he's warning them that Pharaoh will say to the children of Israel, they are bewildered, they're confused, and they're perplexed. See, the Lord prepared them for what Pharaoh would say. Pharaoh is known as the enemy. He is the trouble. He is what's coming our way. And if you're not careful, the enemy will, will say to you that you're confused and you're perplexed. He will say, you're going to be in this situation all the rest of your life. And if you're not careful, that can mess with you emotionally. Can have you perplexed. Thinking about, I will always be in the situation that I'm in. Can have you, the enemy will have you confused and perplexed. The enemy will try to make us think that we're confused, perplexed, and overwhelmed with situations. Trying to get the best of us so we'll lose our confidence in God. You know, some people, they, they think when they mess up that the world is over. It's a, I mean, I, I can't come back from this right here because it's over. But no, it's not over till God says it's over. I promise you that. Remember that, things will come, remember that things will come to reveal what is in us. We talked about that earlier. So Exodus 14 and verse 4. Then I will harden Pharaoh's heart so that he will pursue them and I will gain honor over Pharaoh and over all his army that the Egyptians may know that I am the Lord and they did so. So notice what God's going to do. He says, I will enhance, I'm going to strengthen Pharaoh's heart so that he will pursue or harass the children of Israel. And he said, I'm doing this because I want to gain honor over Pharaoh and over all his army that the Egyptians, Egyptians may know that I am the Lord. And they did so. Notice how the Lord is working behind the scenes using Pharaoh as part of his work for us to bring him honor and magnify his sovereign power. And one thing I thought about when I think about this, sometimes people are hard in your life so God can get the glory. You may have a supervisor that's hard so that God can get the glory. You may have a family member that's hard but so that God can get the glory. Don't, listen, do not let the hardness of people stop you from fulfilling the will of God. Verse 5, now it was told that the king of Egypt, it, now it was told 
the king of Egypt, that the people had fled, and the heart of Pharaoh and his servants was turned against the people, and they said, how, what have we done, why have we done this, that we have let Israel go from serving us? So now, he, excuse me, it was told to the king of Egypt, which is Pharaoh, that the people had fled, and the heart, the mind, the will, and the emotions of Pharaoh and his servants was turned against the people. And they say, why have we done this that we have let Israel go from serving us? They wanted Israel back as their slaves. God's hardened, God had hardened Pharaoh's heart. Pharaoh is going to pursue the children of Israel. Pharaoh's heart was turned against God's people. Have you ever been in a situation where when you know that a person had changed their heart about you? Mm, that can be a situation. You said you thought they were going to do a certain thing, but all of a sudden they changed their heart. They changed their mind. And if you live long enough, somebody's going to change their heart towards you sooner or later. And that's not going to be a pretty sight because you were depending on what they said, but all of a sudden they changed their heart. God's going to be glorified over all of Pharaoh and his army. Everyone is about to know that God is the one true God. He is Lord over everything. He is Lord. He is Jehovah, the self-existing one that reveals himself. So we go on in verse 6. So he made ready his chariot and took his people with him. He took, in verse 7, and he took 600 choice chariots. He took the finest chariots and the chariots of Egypt with captains over every one of them. So Pharaoh got his servants. He got 600, not 60, but 600 chariots. That means there's a chariot, not just any chariot, but the ones that were the best. He got the ones, he got the horses, he got the captains over them. These were some of the elite soldiers for that particular day. These chariots were, were selected for this particular Simon. You ever feel like there are choice demons trying to come after you sometime to stir confusion in your family, your work, your home, your school, whatever? Sometimes the enemy will choose certain things to come against you. Imagine if, if, if you were the children of Israel, you looked up to see the chariots along with the horses and men coming towards you. I don't know about you, but I thought about this from this standpoint. The children of Israel at a certain point, right? And all of a sudden you hear that, 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 that noise sounds familiar. That, that, that sounds real familiar. That sounds like Pharaoh and his chariots. Because remember now, when there was slaves in that particular time, I'm sure them chariots ran all over, the, all over the place. All over the place. And I can imagine that you, they couldn't forget that sound. Because there's some sounds you hear, you're like, oh, I know what that sound is. Sometimes you hear sounds at your house, hear sounds uh, on the road. Sometimes I ain't even got to know. I, was, uh, I think this morning I heard, I said, that motorcycle right there. Because I knew what the sound was. I know what the sound was. But these were chariots. You know, the uh, children of Israel heard Pharaoh. Them chariots were coming, boy. Can you imagine the horses hitting the ground? I can't make that horse sound, but can you imagine the? <laughs> I mean, them, they were just boom, 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 boom. 600 of them. And not only that, you got the chairs with their wheels hitting the dirt. It wasn't no pavement, y'all. It was dirt, rocks, and everything else. And them boy boys were traveling. And they were coming. And can you imagine looking up and saying, oh, Lord, those are them chariots there. Now, if you don't know what they are, 
It wasn't an infection. But when you know what they are, oh, I know what was coming, what's coming now. What was those chariots? And they're coming after me. Either you're going to be a person of faith or fear might turn out your way. If you're going to be a person that says, you know what? I'm going to be a person that says, hey, what, what did the Lord say? Or I'm going to be a person that says, they finna come get me. And my heart might drop to my knees. I don't know if you've ever been scared that your heart drops to your knees before. But I've been scared before. I've been scared to the point. I mean, I, sometimes I could be at home because I don't hardly ever turn the lights on at night. And I hear a noise, boy. I can't run because I'm in the house. <laughs> I, I'm supposed to be the defender of the house. I can't be running like that. Everybody else asleep, and I'm, I, I got to go see what's going on. And a strange thing was sometimes when me, maybe not y'all, when I want to go see what's going on, you know what I'm going to do? I'm not going to even turn on the light. I'm going out there. I should turn all the lights on, then see what's going on. But no, I got to go creeping and see what's going on. And so, but my heart, so I can imagine the children of Israel, the heart was pumping. There you go, Pharaoh. Oh, I remember that sound. Oh, that's that chariot that came and punished us one time when we were making bricks. Oh, gosh, that's the same one that got upset with us one time. All those different chariots, those thoughts came across their mind. Can you imagine all the thoughts that came across their mind as they were getting ready? They were sitting there. I cannot run these chariots. Man, we barely get, we're walking. I cannot run no good horse like this. I can't run nothing like that. You, I can't do anything like that. And so, can you imagine their mindset, what they were thinking about, what was going on in their heart, and what was going on in their mind, what was happening when the children of Israel saw Pharaoh and his army coming toward them? I can only imagine. I, I, I can imagine sometimes what it would be like if you saw that type of army. And this is the thing. I don't even know how they knew it, but they knew that the army was coming toward them. They knew. And sometimes, you know, you can be in a situation and fear may come up and it may not be even, it may not even be towards you, but because you're familiar with the situation. It's what you dealt with in the past, what you dealt with in your family, what you dealt with in your home, what you, listen, your childhood growing up. Some people are fearful because of childhood things. Listen, I'm not saying this, but let's think about this for a moment. Some people don't even like to go toward water because of childhood things. Some people don't even like to fly because of childhood things. Some people don't like to do certain things because of things that came up from their childhood that are still messing with their mind today. And you got to understand, the Lord says, I'm going to deliver you from all that. That's why God has to, when he comes, he's going to guide, he's going to lead, he's going to direct us into all truth. What do you mean? Truth going to help us? One lesson I had to learn when I was thinking about this was this. He's going to unlearn what emotions taught us to teach us what the Spirit of God wants us to learn. For example, if I'm unlearning ungodly behavior because of my emotional training, I've got to learn how to do it God's way. i got to learn how to do it God's way. 
Isn't it in good to know that God loves us to the point that he wants us to do it his way? I mean, I, I love the fact I like your way, but I love God's way. He says, in all thy ways, acknowledge him, and he is going to direct your path. And I'm telling you something, your pathway with God is going to make your life a whole lot better. But you got to be delivered from some things. I got to be delivered from my emotions. I got to be delivered from my past because my, listen, I'm telling you something, you can be in some bad relationships and mess up your current relationship by dealing with your past. Oh, God. You can mess up a good employee by thinking about all them bad employees you had. Messing, dealing with your past. I could go on with that, but let me move on to verse 8. And the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh's, the Pharaoh, king of Egypt. He pursued the children of Israel, and the children of Israel went out with boldness. Now, hold on. They went out with boldness now. They went with strength and with power. I said, oh, okay, now they're they doing right, y'all. They got strength. They got power. They're ready to take on Pharaoh and his chariots. I like the chariots because, you know, the chariots, boy, I can imagine how big. Because a chariot got to be sturdy. It's got to be made of some good material. Because a, a chariot can't run through rocks and all that kind of stuff being made out of something cheap, y'all. It's going to be something. I mean, that's, that chariot going to be something that is sturdy and powerful. Ain't going to be no cheap material running over rocks. Because so you hit four or five rocks, it's going to break and tear up. So when they come, hey, them chairs ain't no joke, y'all. So I, I, I think about them, and I think about the horses that carry them and carry the people on, and the soldiers that were on them and so forth. And, and I think about all that kind of stuff. And I'm saying, now, but now in verse 8, they got boldness. Those verse 9, so the Egyptians pursued them. Uh-oh. Now they're pursuing the children of Israel. Now they're pursuing them. Verse 9. And all the horses and chariots of Pharaoh, his horsemen and his army, and overtook them camping by the sea beside Pi-Harath before Baal-Sephon. Now notice, they're by the sea. Chariots on one side, the sea on the other side. They were good while they could run, but now they got to confront what was behind them. And look in front of them, they got to see. In other words, I can't run across this sea. I can't run across this sea. And then, see, we need our faith in God's written and revealed word because we don't know how long the battle will last. And sometimes you don't know how long the enemy going to chase you. Mm -mm -mm. Boy, you don't know how long the enemy going to chase you. You don't know how long your past will try to chase you. You don't know how long unforgiveness will try to chase you. You don't know how long I let this go. There go that phone call. See, one thing I thought about when I was thinking about this text was they probably thought that Pharaoh and them were done with them. And sometimes you think your past is done with you. You think you overcome that. You thought, oh, I'm done with this. I ain't got to deal with this no more. I mean, there's some stuff I let go years ago. I ain't got to deal with this no more. And all of a sudden, the enemy tried to bring it back up. And you know he bring it up for a reason, don't you? Oh, 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 let, oh y'all don't y'all y'all probably know nothing about this. You could be an old mindset to try to come back up in your life. An old poverty mindset. You know, you used to be a giver, but all of a sudden that poverty mindset would try to come back up. 
especially when we get in a tight. You know, when money flowing, ain't no problem. I can give. I can help people and so forth. But when money get tight, I got to hold on to it. That old mindset. The Bible says, give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together and running over. You got to break that old mindset because that old mindset will try to bring you back in bondage again. And you don't want to be in back in bondage because whom the son is made free is free indeed. Trying to catch up with you. And I'll be honest with you, if you, if you live long enough, something will try to catch up with you. Something is going to try to catch up with you. Verse 10, and when Pharaoh drew near, he approached the children of Israel. They lifted their eyes. And then notice something about this. You will, most times, you will always see the enemy coming. Israel lifted their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them, so they were afraid. Notice they were in boldness. Now, because of the pursuit of the enemy, they were afraid. Oh, my goodness. They were fearful. They were dreadful. And the children of Israel cried. Ooh. They cried out to the Lord. Lord, help us. Woo. Lord, help us. They called for help. They cried out in distress, and they had a need. And you know what? I was mad at the children of Israel neither. Because you know what? If I saw the enemy coming, Lord, help. Help me, Lord, because this is too much for me. This is too much for me. And see, sometimes when things get too much for you, you'll go back to your emotional way of handling it instead of going by faith. See, when things get too much, they get overwhelming to you. Things get like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? If you're not careful, you'll go back to when you, before you knew Jesus, and you'll go back to handling things the way you used to handle them. When God is saying, I need you to handle it my way now. I need, listen, I know how, what you used to do when you got stressed out, but I don't need you to do that no more. I, I, yeah, I know how you used to go here and do this, that, and the other before I came and taught you a different way. But your emotions are trying to lead you now when I need you to walk by faith now. I've been there, y'all. I've been there where God's saying, hey, I don't need you to handle it this way. No, I'm mad, God. I need to tell them how I, what I think about this. Oh, stand still and see the salvation. No, I want to fight and see what you do after I finish fighting. You can't do it the way you want to do it. You can't do it the way you want to do it. I've been guilty, y'all. I've been guilty. I wanted to do it my way because I got upset. I got mad. I got angry. I wanted to tell them. I don't think they, oh, listen, they, they, they ain't heard it quite right. They, they, ain't got, they ain't got the point. They ain't got the message like I want them to get it. I want them to get the message. And God will say, will say sometimes, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Let's go to verse 11. Let's go to verse 11. Hold on, let me get to verse 11, y'all. Exodus 14, verse 11. Then they said to Moses, because there were no graves in Egypt, have you taken us away to die in the wilderness? Why have you dealt with us to bring us up out of Egypt? Those their mindset, y'all. Those their mindset. 
they were talking brave and boldness. Now they're questioning the man of God. They're questioning him. Hey, why would you bring us up out of Egypt? Notice what they said in verse 12. Is this not the word that we, is this not the word that we told you in Egypt saying, let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians? For it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than we should die in the wilderness because they were being pursued by those Pharaoh's army, the chariots, the horses. They stuck, their mentality was, I want to go back. <laughs> Boy, you know, when I saw that, I said, Lord, I don't want to be in a situation where my option is go back. Can you think about this? What if they said, hey, Moses, what if we, what if we got the men, the women and children on the backside and then we stand up here and fight these Pharaoh and his army? I believe God will help us. You know what their mindset was? Why are you bring us out here? You told us, you told us you're going to do certain things. Why are you bring us out here? Why did you bring us to this situation and this circumstance? Sometimes when you're walking by faith, you're going to walk up on something. It's going to make you wonder whether or not God said this, that, or the other in your life. Is the, does the word really work? Does, is God really who he said he is? Is God powerful, can deliver me, protect me, and cause me to prosper? Especially when I got the enemy pursuing me from the back. In verse 13, and Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. Oh, my God. Do not be afraid. Let me say this to everybody in the sanctuary. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. I know the bill is real, but do not be afraid. I know that what the doctor said is real, but do not be afraid. Your emotion may be trying to go out, out of way, but do not be afraid. One thing when I was thinking about this, when they saw Pharaoh and his army coming, fear tried to rise up in them. And sometimes when you see your past trying to catch up with your future, it can cause fear. Will they find out about what I used to be? Will they find out about I used to be a mm -mm 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 -mm. Will they find out that I used to go this place and do this, that, and the other? Let me say this to you. Everybody in this sanctuary got a past. That's why we thank God for the blood of Jesus. I promise you, everybody in this sanctuary, including yours with the microphone, have, has made mistakes in the past. Made some bad mistakes. I'm glad they don't have me on video on some things I used to do. Places I used to go, things I used to do. My wife told me the other day, oh, God. She said, hey. <laughs> it was that bad, brother. She bought up what I used to do. And know what? I can't say, loose devil, you lie. Because <laughs> somebody know what you used to do. Somebody know what you used to do. Yeah, I know you 
Snow White now. But you used to be. Thank God for the blood of Jesus that saved us and delivered us. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Stand still and see. God get ready to show out y'all. And see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. Hold on, not tomorrow, but today. Today you're going to see God show up. Today you're going to see God deliver you. Today you're going to see God protect you. Today you're going to see God prosper you. Today, today, today. Stand still. I know the enemy's coming. But you ain't got to fear. You ain't got to, don't be upset. Stand still. Stand in God's promises. Stand on what his word said. Stand on what he said in your life. Stand on everything he told you in the past. God Almighty. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Can you imagine? Now, can you imagine what they were dealing with? Because Remember now, they see that uh, God is telling them all this, and they are looking. Pharaoh and army still out there. The sea is still over there. Pharaoh, them chariots, them horses, I'm not them good select chariots, are still right there. Let me tell you something. God will give you a word and will allow your enemy to stand, be around you. Notice what he said in the book of Psalms. Notice what he said in the book of Psalms. Hey, I'll prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies. Woo! I said, God, boo, the enemies out the way because I'll be eating like this. But what does God do? I'm going to bear a table before you in the presence of the enemy. Notice he gave them a word. He gave them a word in this situation. In verse 13, for the Egyptians whom you see today, you will see again no more forever. Oh, my God. Sometimes there is a day coming. Let me mark, mark this. There is a day coming. There are some enemies from your past you will never see again. There are some enemies from your past you will never see again. There will be some things from your past you will never see again. Yeah, somebody can bring it up, but you can be like what Paul told them. He says, listen, forgetting those things which are behind and pressing forward to what is ahead. I, I go for the high call of God in Christ Jesus. And then he says on in verse 14, uh, the Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. The Lord will fight for you. Ooh, isn't it good to know the Lord fight for you? Because you know God can fight y'all. Y'all know that, right? I know you can fight. You don't want 25 heavyweight championship belts, but God can fight. God can fight so good no enemy don't even know he being beat up until he just fall out somewhere. He can fight y'all. God is a master fighter. And then he goes on in verse 15. And the Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? Why do you cry to me? Why do you cry to me? Didn't I just show you 
You're not finna take care of your enemies today. Today. I'm not going to wait till tomorrow. Tomorrow, hey, there's a new thing you have to deal with. But today, you have to deal with these folks no more. I said, why do you cry to me? Why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to go despite what they're dealing with emotionally. Because you got to understand something. The chariots have not gone nowhere. The sea is still there. God has not changed nothing around them. The only thing that has changed is God has given them a word. And his word will not return back to him void, but it will accomplish everything he sent it out to do. When God gives you a word, you can bank on it. You can put your, listen, stand still. And watch God show up and show out. His word is not going back to you. Listen, the enemy can be all around you. You can have chariots on one side and the sea on the other side. And listen, you can sit there and you ain't got nothing to fight with. But God says, I will fight your battle. I will fight. So I might as well praise him. I might as well magnify him. I might as well give him glory. I might as well use these emotions not for fear but for praise. I might as well use these emotions for get exalting him and magnifying him and not for doom and gloom and sitting around having a pity party. Because many times God will give you a word in the middle while you're fighting that pity party. He'll give you a word while you're dealing with things emotionally. He'll give you a word while you're dealing with circumstance and situation in your life. You upset, you mad, and you know what? He says, you know what? Stand still. And see the salvation of the Lord. You know one thing that really stuck out to me when I saw this text? When he gave him this word and told, why are you crying to me? He had not moved the sea. He had not moved the army. And listen, some of them probably still were operating in fear. But he said, why are you crying to me? <laughs> Boy, God, something else, lady, y'all. He, but he loved them enough to tell them one important fact. Go forward. Because sometimes we get stuck and we like to stay in the situation we in. Because it's comfortable to us. We're familiar with it because that's what we've been doing all our life. But God's saying, go forward. I know you've got some emotions going on. I know you're mad. I know you're upset. I know you're jealous. I know you got all this stuff going on. But listen, despite your emotions, go Go forward. Go forward. Don't stay. Don't stay where you're at. Go forward. And when you go forward, you're going to see the salvation of the Lord. You're going to see yourself being delivered. You're going to see yourself being uh, prospered. You're going to see yourself being healed. You're going to see yourself being protected. Because God's going to do all that. And notice what he said. You're going to see it. Mm -hmm. You're going to see it. That means you're going to observe it with your own eyes. Ooh Boy, I tell you, God loves us, doesn't he? And, and I know sometimes we get upset because God, you, you don't understand what I'm going through, God. This is the roughest thing I've ever been through in my life. God, you don't understand. God, you don't understand. And God says, why are you crying to me?
Y'all with me? Y'all let me because I gave you the message. We're going what? We pray that you have been blessed and inspired by today's message. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your prayer requests and testimonies to our website at occvr.org. That's occvr.org. We would like to invite you to partner with us as we share the gospel all around the world. Just go to our website at occvr.org. Click on the Give button to give online. Or you can utilize text to give Text GIVE to the number 770-692-2225. That's 770-692-2225. Join us on our YouTube channel, subscribe to our podcast, and connect with us on social media. We also invite you to join us in a live service. We're located at 3097 South Van Wirth Road in Villarica, Georgia. Visit our website for more details at occvr.org. Until next time, remember, without a vision, the people perish. See you next time for more Heaven Bound with Pastor Richard D. Dobbs of Overcomers Christian Center in Villarica, Georgia.